the old renaissance is the new renaissance standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction this is the harlem brewing company uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste a sound and a feeling that can only be described in one way harlem style so come and take a trip on the a train with our harlem sugar hill golden ale and our harlem renaissance whip beer the neighborhood original Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. On December 27, 1892, Livingstone and Biddle College, now known as Johnson C. Smith University, played in Salisbury, North Carolina with Biddle winning 5-0. Over time, HBCU football has evolved. HBCU football's popularity continues to rise. Millions attend games each year and millions more watch on television. The HBCU bands provide some of the top entertainment in the country. Over that time, some of the best players to ever play in the National Football League played at HBCUs. Every Monday through Friday on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, national radio and television host Donald Ware takes a look at what's happening in HBCU football and talks with coaches, players, administrators, and media about the season. Make sure you join the conversation on social media now. Here's your host, Donald Ware. You've got it locked to another edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. This time for today, Friday, September 15th. I'm Donald Ware. It's Friday! Week three in HBCU football. And before we preview the HBCU national game of the week, a couple of housekeeping notes on the weekend edition of Box to Row. We've got a couple of guests, as a matter of fact, that are going to be joining us. First of all, Marquise Bell, former Defensive back with Florida A&M and HBCU All-American. Had a really good game for the Cowboys against the Giants. He's going to join us on the weekend edition of Box to Row. Also this weekend, actor Sean Dominic. Sean Dominic, he plays the role of Nate Hastings Jr. in The Young and the Restless. He's a Delaware State alum. He's also going to join us on Box to Row this weekend, and he's going to be our celebrity guest picker this weekend. So it's a couple of games we're asking him to pick Delaware State and Richmond, um, Hampton and Howard, um, a couple of other games, uh, t- uh, a couple of other FBS games, a couple of NFL games as well, including the Cowboys and the Jets. So that's on the weekend edition of Box to Row. You can log on to BoxToRow.com and click on the affiliates link to find a radio station in your area that carries the program. You can also listen on Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central Time. That's 6 a.m. out west on Sirius XM Channel 142 HBCU. Now, the HBCU National Game of the Week is Hampton taking on Howard, the battle of the real HU. I mean, we could have, you know, we could have gone with Alabama A&M and Southern. I think this game between both HUs, both teams are one and one. And even though it's not a conference game, it really can help to dictate the rest of the season in a way for both 
of these teams. I'm going to start with the Bison. Howard coming off the blowout victory over Morehouse. Um, did what you're supposed to do. If you're Howard and you're playing Morehouse, you're supposed to take care of Morehouse easily. And that is, in fact, what Howard did. Now, maybe some of the past programs in Howard may have won this game, but not in the dominating fashion in which the Bison won this game. You can see the turn. You can see that this is a different Howard program. You can see what Howard was able to do down the stretch last year um, to, to enact, I mean, well, to officially, uh, unofficially gain a share of the MIAC crown. I'm looking at Quentin Williams, the quarterback. And again, he was the key last year down the stretch. He has been really, really good this year. I mean, if I look at the numbers, I'm going to bring up Quentin numbers, Quentin Williams's numbers in front of me, five touchdown passes, zero interceptions. And again, that, that also includes the Eastern Michigan game where the Bison played up and had a nice second half. He's thrown no interceptions this year. That's a bit of a change. Now, he's only completing 56% of his passes, but as, uh, as the games continue to go on, I think that number will continue to increase. One of the things we have not seen from Quentin Williams this year is is running the football. He's really a dual threat, but he hasn't really run the football that much uh, this year. Not that he's had to, because he's got a really good running game where the Bison this year are averaging 287 yards per game. And, I mean, listen, we can talk about uh, playing Morehouse and how the Bison dominated Morehouse, and you may say, well, it's a, it's a D2 opponent and not a very good one. Morehouse's program is not very good right now. At the end of the day, Howard ran for in excess of 200 yards against Eastern Michigan um, as well. So they played up, they played down. Those averages look pretty good. Let's look at them. 287 and a half yards rushing uh, per game. Throwing, uh, in terms of passing, averaging 218 yards passing uh, per game, you've got a really good, a strong running game. Uh, Casey Hawthorne, uh, Ian Wheeler, uh, Edron James. I mean, the the Bison are running the football. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it, I mean, they are running the football and to the tune of 7.7 yards per carry. So the Bison doing a good job of running the football. Um, I think also they're doing a solid job in terms of stopping the run as well, 138 uh, and a half yards is what the Bison uh, are giving up per game. And in the passing game, Howard's been good, okay? Only giving up 150 yards passing uh, per game. So you got to give the Bison a lot of credit in terms of what uh, they've been able to do. Um, now, they have to do a better job in terms of rushing the quarterback and they're going to have to do a solid job uh, in terms of protecting uh, the quarterback in Quentin Williams as well. Now, on the other side, when I look at uh, and I look at Hampton. Now, Hampton had a really nice win over Grambling. Come back the next week in the Battle of the Bay at home, falls to Norfolk State. I mean, it was you know thirty-one to twenty-three, so it was an eight-point game. But I mean, I think you know Norfolk. I mean. Uh, Hampton was down a little bit more than that uh, throughout the course of the game. And I was a bit surprised. Um, the reason being is this. I thought Hampton came off a nice one. Now, 
I mean, I realize Grambling, Grambling still has some work to do, but if you're Hampton and you win a game like that on a neutral site in Jersey, get that victory, um, you should you should be feeling good. And I, and I get it, it's a rivalry game, okay? But you should be feeling good coming into a matchup against Norfolk State, a team that's coming off a loss to Virginia State. Listen, no disrespect to Virginia State, but coming off a loss to Virginia State the week before, that's a game that Norfolk State should win. I look at the running game, okay? Hampton getting it done in the running game. 251 and a half yards rushing per game on average against two FCS uh, opponents. That's good. But where the Pirates have struggled uh, a little bit in the past game, you know, Chris Zellius, he's thrown four interceptions this year. So he's going to have to cut down on those interceptions. He's completing right around 60% of his passes. So he's going to have to cut down on those interceptions. But Hampton can rely on uh, it's running game, but again, Howard is not bad in terms of stopping the run. Meanwhile, for uh, Hampton on the defensive side of the football, the 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 I tell you what, uh, you look at the Pirates do a really good job of stopping the run, only giving up uh, 114 and a half yards rushing per game. Where the the Pirates have struggled is in the passing game or the pass defense. Norfolk State. And Grambling averaged 250 and a half yards passing, completed close to 69% of the passes, five touchdowns to one interception. So Hampton's going to have to be better in that pass defense. And this is the issue. You know, Grambling's pass defense, I mean, uh, Grambling's passing game, okay, uh, Norfolk State's passing game, not as good as Howard's passing game with Quentin Williams as the quarterback. So now you go up against a semi-elite passing game if you're Hampton giving up all those uh, kind of of numbers. And I know Robert Prunty and his staff are going to, I'm sure have been up trying to figure out how to stop the passing game. One other thing I would also note, if, if, if I'm Hampton, yes, Quentin Williams hasn't run the football that much this year, but... He has the ability to do so, so you have to be cognizant of his run ability, even though in the past game, he's been very, very solid. Again, four touchdowns, no interceptions on the season. Wants to get that that completion percentage up, uh, but again, uh, solid overall. So my thoughts on this game, my prediction for the battle of HU, I think that Howard wins uh, this football game. I think it's a, a game that each team needs. You want to win every game. It's not a conference game, right? But you want to win every game. And it would put each team at two and one on the season. Howard already in both uh, the the media and coaches polls, while Hampton um, is in uh, ranked only in, if I'm not mistaken, and the, the Pirates may not be, but are only ranked in uh, the coaches poll right now. So it'll give you sort of that leg up in the media poll so uh, and the polls uh, as a whole so you know those are my thoughts on the HBCU national game of the week another housekeeping note Virginia State head football coach Dr. Henry Frazier also going to be a guest on the program but 
not on the weekend edition of the program. Going to be a guest tonight on Box to Row on Sirius XM College Sports Radio. That program airs. It's channel 84 tonight, 6 p.m. in the East, 5 p.m. for my central time, folks, and 3 p.m. out West. A conversation with Virginia State head football coach, Dr. Henry Frazier. And again, don't forget about the weekend edition of Box to Row, which can be heard on a radio station near you. Uh, again, log on to our website at boxtorow.com for a radio station in your area that carries the program. Um, I want you guys to have a great, uh, a, a, a fantastic weekend. Um, don't forget to listen to the show uh, this weekend. Mention the guests. So we're super excited about that. Enjoy week three in HBCU football. One of the games I'm going to have my eye on is North Carolina Central at UCLA. Um, Look, the Eagles getting 700K for that game, and it's an opportunity for some of the Eagles to showcase their talent, um, specifically Davius Richard, the quarterback for the Eagles. Again, if you missed any of our podcasts over the last month and a half that we've run these podcasts or any from our previous years, you can always log on to our website at boxtorow.com to listen to those podcasts. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends this weekend about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast where you can watch on the Box to Row YouTube channel as well as on iheartmedia.com and boxtorow.com. Have a fabulous weekend and I'll talk with you on Monday. We hope you enjoy this episode of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can watch on our YouTube page on YouTube at HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to get your HBCU football fix on Box to Row with Donald Ware each weekend on a radio station near you and on Sirius XM on the HBCU channel, channel 142, and on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM, channel 84. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest in HBCU football. And don't forget to tell a friend.